0: Show. It's a two-man show, and for the first time this season, it's an Adam Azer-Chris Tower show. OMG. Wow, things are about to get weird. Where is everyone? What's going on? It's only week 12, they can't quit yet. Well, you know, you know
1: he's Heath. He's got to get a haircut. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> what kind of excuse is that?
1: I... I can't, uh, I can't come up with a better one. Alright, fair enough. You hey. saw him come back with a beard, he's, uh, he's going for a more rugged, handsome look, so he really needs to cultivate it. Okay, fair enough. He's looking good these days. Are you hiring? With ziprecruiter.com
0: you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash strike. That's ziprecruiter.com slash strike. Chris, I keep forgetting I have to give some notes to the listeners. I've been trying to do it for like the last two or three shows and I keep forgetting. Uh, if you are interested in more podcasts, I know you podcast listeners like listening to many, many podcasts. Please go to cbsports.com slash podcast singular. You'll see our fantasy football show, fantasy football today. It's great. If you don't listen to it, you need to. We have a great wrestling podcast called In This Corner with Brian Campbell. We have a really good golf podcast, actually. Uh, I, even I enjoy listening to it and I don't know anything about golf and don't really <laughs> like golf. Um, it's called The First Cut with Kyle Porter. So go to cbsports.com slash podcast. Check out all of our shows. We have a Reddit MMA or uh, AMA and ask me anything, not MMA. That's in the In This Corner podcast. Uh, Reddit AMA tomorrow at 2pm. We're going to try to do those every Wednesday at 2pm Eastern. Just go to Reddit slash R slash Fantasy Baseball. Reddit.com slash R slash Fantasy Baseball. You can ask us anything. Our Reddit AMA tomorrow at 2pm Eastern. And I know you all have been challenging me a lot on the draft app and I do apologize. I have not been responding because my phone's a little messed up right now and Hardly any of my apps work, so that is not the draft app's fault. That is my fault, and uh, I will try to get that fixed soon. And challenge you, and hopefully beat you all. All right, that was uh, that was a good little segment of
1: announcements. Like- What's up, Chris? What is up? Catch your breath. I, I can take some time. I can. It was big Monday in uh, Major League Baseball. A lot going on. Jose Ramirez, Clayton Kershaw didn't have a great start. Cody Bellinger is a star. We got a lot to talk about, Adam. You ready? (laughs) I am ready.
0: It's certainly to talk about Cody Bellinger. And actually, one thing I want to do today is take a look at some players that we talked about as breakouts earlier in the year uh, and see how they're doing. Some are doing well, some are doing not so well. And I think we should do this maybe every day this week, because there there are a lot of names. Um like we haven't talked about Marcelo Zuna in like two months. So Yeah. yeah. So he'll be on a different show. But for now,
1: Let's talk about the Bellinger of the ball. Cody Bellinger, get it? And he's uh yeah. he's real good. And it's interesting comparing him to the breakout star of this season, Aaron Judge. Both strike out a lot, both hit for a huge amount of power. Judge has been better this season, but I think it's closer than most people think. Uh, At least yes. in terms of skill set.
0: Well, okay, I'll tell you that since Bellinger was called up, which was April 25th, I didn't, I ran out of time this morning, I didn't see how he's doing in Roto. I'm assuming he's very close to this, but maybe a little bit worse, maybe a little bit better. Um because he strikes out a lot, but Bellinger yep. is the number five outfielder in points leagues since being called up on April 25th. I'm almost positive Aaron Judge is number one. Uh, in Roto, it's, I think Judge is one and, and Bellinger maybe four instead of five, but, Yeah, he's the fastest player in baseball history to 21 home runs. He was kind of cold for a little while, but he has snapped out of it. And I don't know, like 21 walks to 65 strikeouts doesn't seem like such a bad ratio where I feel like he's going to go in the tank,
1: Cody Bellinger. I mean, he strikes out, he strikes out a lot, but in today's major league baseball landscape, 30% strikeout rate. It's not so bad. Like, it's it's going to be one of the worst marks in baseball, but it's not going to lead baseball at this point when you've got guys who are surviving and thriving like Miguel Sano and Joey Gallo who strike out even more at this point. But is Joey Gallo – because Joey Gallo is now batting, like, 195. You know, he's – I would yeah, say he's but he's, he's still slumping. got an OPS around 800. He's still a – He's not quite as useful for fantasy, but he's still a useful player in Major League Baseball. But he strikes out a lot more than Bellinger, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that yeah. Bellinger at this point, like he stands out in strikeouts, but he's not going to be the worst in baseball. And he is an extreme fly ball hitter, 49%, but he's not falling into the Trevor Story pitch uh, pitfall of you know, hitting a bunch of infield fly balls and sapping his power and his batting average. So, you know, there's a lot to like about what Cody Bellinger's doing right now. Is this the
0: best that we're going to see from Cody Bellinger? And do you think – because I have Cody Bellinger in a roto league. I'm leading in home runs. And, like, I don't want to not lead in home runs. I don't want to give away Cody Bellinger for nothing and and lose my home run lead. But I kind of want to trade him for a starting pitcher. And now might be the best time. What do you think? Is is he going
1: to have a huge year and keep it up all year? He's not going to have a 1,000 OPS. For the rest of the year, just like Aaron Judge isn't going to have an 1100 OPS for the rest of the year. You're probably looking at realistically a, a high 800s, low 900s type of OPS for, for Cody Bellinger, which is still really good. It's just he won't keep up quite this power pace. I don't think that's an unfair thing to say. So Cody Bellinger is a top blank outfielder rest of season. I just moved him up to number 18 right behind Marcelo Zuna and Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs>
0: Andrew McCutcheon.
1: I had to throw that one in there for you. Andrew McCutcheon, dude, I was so he ruined my birthday yesterday because he <laughs>
0: homered and he homered off the top of the wall in right field at Miller Park, which if you ask Keith Cummings is the most inviting place in baseball to hit a home run. He hit the top yeah. of the freaking wall. And Clint Hurdle, his manager's like, Oh, he has effortless power. The ball just jumped off his bat for one of the probably shortest home runs of the year. Uh, no. Nah, look Andrew McCutcheon's in the notes. He's been great, making me look stupid, and I like Andrew he's, McCutcheon, but he has by default become my least favorite player because it's me he's against got him. Like
1: an 1100 OPS since getting those two days off. I know it's all. It's either that or because he's batting sixth, or both. Uh, Yeah, last night's home run would have been out in only 13 of the 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Okay, and it hit the top of the wall and bounced over. Any other big-time standouts from yesterday that you want to talk about? All right, so I'm not sure if the answer to this question is yes, but it needs to be asked. Are we sure Max Scherzer isn't at least as good as Clayton Kershaw? Yes. Max Scherzer didn't yes. pitch last night. But Clayton <laughs> Kershaw did, and he yes,
0: wasn't great. No, Clayton Kershaw might have his worst year in like 5 years. and still lead baseball in ERA. Yeah, right now no. Right now he's uh well he is a 2.61 ERA. All the way up to 2.61. But but four home runs. Career high four home runs for Kershaw. And two of them to Jose Reyes. Two of them
1: Jose Reyes, one of them to a lefty Jay Bruce and uh yeah, he's I guess, look, it's, it's, it's less any amount of concern about Clayton Kershaw. Right. And more, has Max Scherzer, has Clayton Kershaw come back to the pack enough and has Max Scherzer separated himself enough? You know, it looked like Chris Sale might have separated himself a little bit early, but he's hit a bit of a rough patch. Has Max Scherzer gotten to Clayton Kershaw's level? Well, I guess I'd say no, just
0: because Kershaw entered yesterday with a two, yeah, 223. Oh, 223. Yeah, 223 ERA and that's high for him. <laughs> cuz yeah. the last three years he's been 181, 199 and 180. Um so I'm going to say no cuz I don't think Kershaw
1: I don't think Scherzer's ever been below like 265, right? Yeah, it's actually it's weird. Clayton Kershaw has kind of picked up some of Max Scherzer's uh home run issues. He's given up 10 in his last four starts. Yeah, and a lot of those
0: were two starts. He gave up seven in in two starts in his last five. But I I guess let's just get it out there now. We're not worried about Kershaw. Not at all. All No. Um, Hey, real quick, let's do a round of hey real quick, which probably will be real quick since there's only one of you on today. (laughs) Who are you more excited about right now? The number three outfielder over the last 28 days or the number 10 outfielder over the last 28 days,
1: Matt Adams or Andrew McCutcheon? Well, it's obviously the guy who's ranked lower over the last month. McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Well, it's mostly just track record there. Matt Adams, what, four years ago looked like he might be a breakout star, and then he's just kind of, just kind of been a guy over the last few years. He's been really good since getting the Braves, but I think you have to default to Andrew McCutcheon's track record here. Yes, I agree, but, but
0: Matt Adams, uh, it is, you know, it's been, since he went to the Braves. So either you move down to sixth in the order like Andrew McCutcheon or you change teams like Matt Adams and you go to the Braves. I'm just going to look up the splits right now and see how he's doing at the park where you can trust the ball is going to hit the sun. He is batting 296 with six home runs, um, in SunTrust Park in 20 games with a 634 slugging percentage. He's been ridiculous. Uh, so, look, I mean, I guess we just have to take maybe Matt Adams a little bit more seriously. Like, what do you think here? He is owned in 63% of leagues. I guess it's getting fairly serious with Adams.
1: Yeah, it's it's so hard. The fact that he's outfield eligible helps Um because, like we talked about with all these first basemen this year, he's about as owned as Logan Morrison at this point, and Logan Morrison's been doing it for longer. Yeah. So it's just... It's so hard to say Matt Adams needs to be owned, but he probably should be in all Roto Leagues at the very least. Head-to-head, it's a little harder to find room for you, for him in your lineup when you don't have that corner infield spot or you don't need a fifth outfielder. Um, it's just because he's not going to keep this kind of production up, so it's just a question of when he reverts to the mean, he's not going to be better than Justin Bohr. No, know? he's
0: not, and that's Matt Adams we're talking about, which brings me to my next question. Hey, real quick.
1: Justin Bohr or Jose Abreu rest of season? I still have Abreu, uh, pretty comfortably ahead of Justin Bohr. Um, mostly just cause it, Scott in, in particular might have a different answer. I know he's been more bought into Justin Bohr, but for me, it's just, Justin Bohr's been just pretty okay for like three or four years in the majors now. And then all of a sudden, two months are supposed to change our fundamental view of this guy. I just – I have trouble making that kind of adjustment. I moved him up to 15 at first base, but I still have Jose Abreu in the top 10. All right, so so this is what's kind of interesting about fantasy
0: sports and fantasy baseball, okay, because we are going to check in on some breakouts. Some of them haven't kept it up. Kevin Pillar is an example mm-hmm. of someone we thought maybe was breaking out, but – but I, I th- really think a lot of them have. I mean, I, you know, A. Eugenio Suarez hasn't. Um, but the first baseman certainly haven't. And, and Boar, like, he comes off the DL and he's just crushing it again. He had a grand slam yesterday and. He hit a homer off a lefty on Saturday, I think. Friday. Yeah. Friday it was. He sat on Saturday. But yeah, uh, Nukem, I think he homered off. No. Garcia. Anyway, on Friday. But, uh, like, Abreu, if he hits 290, if he has like an 830 OPS, you know, he's basically doing the same thing he's done the past two seasons. Yeah. The way first basemen are hitting right now, like 290, 28-ish home runs or something, uh that's not necessarily top 12
1: production. It's good. Yeah, it's but consistent. There's a lot of first basemen who are hitting way better than that right now that we don't necessarily expect to keep that But that's, like, that's kind of what I was getting to. Like,
0: yeah. Do we not expect them to keep it on? Okay, Maybe Justin Boer is not going to be this good, but... Is he going to be better than an 830 OPS rest of season? I think that's pretty realistic. And I think, like, he doesn't have that long of a track record of being mediocre. You know, it's, he's got a, he's pretty short career so far. Yeah. So maybe this is a legit breakout. I don't know how, I don't know what to, you tell me, how do you decide what's legit and what's not?
1: I'm, I'm going to default first to the most recent production like the longer term track record recently so you know last three years and I guess I look at Justin Boren he had an 824 OPS last year he had an 800 OPS in 2015 so it's not like he's been that far off of Jose Abreu but he was doing that as a platoon game. right right and so the big question is can he hit lefties and this year he certainly can. He's hitting 378 against them with 5 of his 8, 6 of his 18 home runs. This have is come This against is like left. Corey Dickerson. This is you know, Corey Dickerson yeah. couldn't hit lefties and now he's hitting lefties. And you know, you're just hoping a guy like Justin Bour keeps his head above water against lefties. You're hoping for like a 750 OPS. He's at a 1273. Mm. So that's so, what you see regressing. Yeah, that's the question is how much does that regress and it's Look, Justin Bohr needs to be owed across the board. Um, it just wouldn't shock me if he was in like the Matt Adams range in a month. Okay, so Justin Bohr or Carlos Santana? I still have Santana a little bit ahead. He had a good game yesterday. Well, they all had a good game yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? The the Indians are killing it right now. This is what we have to Jose Ramirez has been seven straight games with a double, seven straight games with multiple hits, ten
0: doubles in those seven games. That's insane. Devin uh,
1: Travis-esque.
0: Devin Travis-esque. Okay, hey, real quick. Evan Gaddis or
1: Mike Zanino rest of season? I have to go with Evan Gaddis. I know Mike Zanino's been incredible since coming back from the, from the minors in late May. I think May 23rd or something. He's hitting three thirty eight, right? Eight home runs. Six home runs in the month of June. He's been really, really good. Nine um, home runs since being recalled. 23 games. But he's still striking out 40% of the time. And not he's walking. He's got a 486 Babbitt. Like this is probably a 190 hitter at this point. Five walks, 35
0: strikeouts. And they just keep talking about Zanino who homered twice yesterday since coming back. You know, the adjustments in his swing. Here's the other part of this equation though. First of all, they, believe it or not, Zanino got sent down. They have almost the same amount of plate appearances, Zanino and Gaddis. The other part of this equation is that Gaddis is not having that good of a year. He has four home
1: runs. Well, Gaddis is weird because he's not hitting that poorly. Like he's, he's, his average is still pretty good. His OPS is above 800, isn't it? He's batting 270
0: with four home runs, 13 walks, 24 strikeouts, and 45 okay. games. You expect more power. I feel yeah. like if he were playing more regularly, he would be giving you more power, but he doesn't play enough. You know, I'm still going to bank on Beltran or McCann missing a little bit of time and that would be huge for Gaddis. But as of now, like, he
1: just doesn't play enough. He's the number yeah, 14 catcher points, number 16 is, in Roto. The way I view Sanino is, like, it's fine to ride the hot hand with him. That makes sense, but just understand that this isn't going to last. He ha- I don't believe, like, his hard hit rate since coming back is actually really good. It's, I think, one of the best in the majors, but... That kind of stuff can fluctuate when you get hot as well. But what if he really just made the swing adjustments and stance adjustments, as he said, in in the
0: minors, and now he's... The average is crazy for a guy who has 5 walks, 35 strikeouts, hit 3.38 since being recalled. That's crazy. But we know he has power. What if it's
1: a lot more prodigious at this point, you know? Yeah, I just... The 40% strikeout rate's where I get caught up on that, is that if he was this new kind of player, we would see it there as well, wouldn't we? And it's just... You know, like we were talking about with Cody Bellinger, Mike Zanino's the kind of guy who might be the worst strikeout hitter in baseball. And that puts a cap. If Joey Gallo, who we know has as much power as anyone in baseball, do we think Mike Zanino has Joey Gallo power? I don't know. And so, Joey Gallo would be really valuable as a catcher, but I'm not yeah. sure Mike Zanino's even Joey Gallo. Alright, well, you know, we got an email
0: from Robert from Lodi, California. I believe, which is a popular spot in, uh, Sons of Anarchy. You ever okay. see that show? I've never seen it. Yeah. I like the, the lead guy though. Oh, he's Jacks? Good. Yeah, he's good. Apparently he was going to be cast in Fifty Shades of Grey, which, which my fiance would have liked very much. He's a big fan of his, but no. That's, <laughs> I'm never gonna watch that movie, by the way, just so everybody knows. Um Zanino or Lucroy, who would you rather have? Chris is gonna say It's
1: Lucroy. gotta be, uh, Lucroy. Yeah.
0: All right, hey, we got some news and notes for you. We also have a terrific round of Team Name Tuesday coming up later. Yankees shortstop prospect Glaber Torres out for the season. He needs Tommy John surgery on his non-throwing arm, and Torres is expected to be ready for spring training. Tough break for you prospect hounds. Yep. Michael Brantley on the DL with a sprained ankle. Tough break for you Brantley hounds, all of you out there.
1: Uh, how droppable do you think to, uh, Michael Brantley is? I still want to stash him. I hope that you know the he's been a little cold. I hope that's just because he's been dealing with the sprained ankle since
0: May. Yeah, it has been a bit of a nagging thing for him. Dustin Pedroia day to day. Gene Segura could be back Friday. Anthony Rizzo collided with Austin Hedges, and the Padres
1: are peeved. Chris. Yeah, I I would expect Anthony Rizzo will get hit with a baseball tomorrow because baseball's stupid.
0: It's not clear if this was legal, based on everything I've read today and watching the replay. It's not clear to me. Now, you are allowed to collide with the catcher. It, it, it basically never happens anymore. But you're allowed to collide with him if he's in your like base path, basically. Yeah. You're not allowed to go out of the base path to, to collide with him. You're not allowed to, to like redirect
1: your route to intentionally collide with him, which it kind of looks like Anthony Rizzo did. Yeah, the catcher's not supposed to set up in the base pass. Like that's supposed to be uh base runner's interference. But he didn't
0: set up in the base path. He got the ball and then he moved into the base paths, which is fine. And then if you do that, you are allowed to get clobbered. But if you watch what Rizzo did, he veered off to his left and then pum hit hedges, who's a little shaken up day to day it seems. I don't know. It seemed like unnecessary contact, but I I
1: don't know that you're not allowed to do it. I I
0: don't. I'd like to give a steaming hot take on this, it's
1: like a, but I can't. It's like a spirit of the rule, letter of the law kind of thing. Yeah. You know, if it if you're allowed to do it, then
0: I think it's fine. I mean, I wish people would plow the catcher more because you're allowed to do it. It's like ever since they put in the new rules, people have been like, "Oh, you can't touch the catcher." That's just not true. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyway. Um, who, where are we here? Oh, yeah, Zach Cozart. Zach Cozart is on the DL with a right quad strain. J.J. Hardy's on the DL with a broken wrist. Josh Reddick is off the DL. And Derek Fisher sent you yeah, Homer, Chris, and you get yeah. sent back to AAA. Derek Fisher.
1: I was uh, I was uh pretty worried about this because I was pretty strong in my Derek Fisher's not going to stay up in the majors take. And uh he was hitting really well. I was really worried he was going to make me look dumb, so... Thanks to the Angels or the Astros. <laughs> the Astros. Did he get, for all you basketball fans
0: out there, did Derek Fisher get in it bad against Matt Barnes?
1: I didn't see anything, and I assume it would have been at least a minor story given the Derek Fisher, Matt Barnes uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Derek Fisher
0: is dating. Or is he engaged to or married to Matt Barnes's ex?
1: There are things. Yeah, I'm not sure what the specifics of it are. Check him on Facebook. I try Facebook. to not. Uh, I try to avoid the gossipy side of sports as much as possible. And they were teammates,
0: folks. Yes, Matt Barnes is not somebody I'd, I'd want to mess with. Uh, Anthony Rendon day to day with a neck injury. AJ Pollock. Oh boy, AJ Pollock, recovering from a groin injury, out on a rehab assignment, and he left a game with quad tightness. So <sighs> wah wah. Tim Beckham day to day after being hit by a pitch on the hand. Lance McCullers expected to start this weekend. Atlanta's going to go six man in their rotation at least temporarily. Bartolo Colon back off the DL tomorrow. Eric Sogard, okay, Eric Sogard appears to be the starter for the Brewers even when Jonathan Villar comes back and Villar could begin a rehab assignment this week. So, it looks like uh Sogard is in even against lefties? I don't know. Yeah. VR and Arcia, I guess we'll switch it off switch off a little bit.
1: Uh but yeah. Just what we needed. Make the Brewers more confusing and crowded. Wilson Ramos
0: could be back next week. Kyle Schwarber's day to day he fouled the ball off his ankle. Reminder everybody Schwarber has three appearances at catcher this season. In CBS Leagues he needs five to gain eligibility. Jason Hayward and Addison Russell did not start, but Russell entered the game with a double switch. And let's check on some struggling starting pitchers, Chris. They were struggling going into yesterday, are they still struggling? Tanner Roark, Marco Estrada, ugh, Roark, six runs in two and two thirds, Estrada, six runs in three and two thirds, and that's a 1267 ERA in his last four starts for Estrada. Are Roark
1: or Estrada, are either of them droppable? I guess Roark is just because you don't expect him to have a ton of upside. Anyway, like he can be a pretty good run prevention pitcher like he was last season or in 2014, but he's not going to strike out a lot of guys. His whip is going to be just okay. He's not like, he's not necessarily someone you'll miss if he turns it around. And the weird thing for him is that it's not clear what's gone wrong so far this season. Like he's still getting a decent number of ground balls. He's still strikeout rate right where it was last season. It's not a hundred percent clear. If this is just bad luck, he's not inducing as much soft contact as he was last year, so that could be the answer.
0: Well, Tanner Roark is 40th right now in Chris's non-updated rankings. So let's take a look at who's behind Tanner Roark and tell me if you're moving any of these guys ahead of him. Jimmy Nelson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, after last night, I'll do that. Joe Ross.
0: Nah. Anna I'd boss, probably need to move er, Joe Ross, too. Aaron Sanchez. Right there. Irvin Santana. I'm going to take Gervis Anto
1: over Roark. For right now, yeah. I'm not sure the they're kind of both this you're you're kind of hoping for the same thing from them, okay. just induce enough weak contact to make up for uh mediocre peripherals. Look who's in your top 50, Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, I like Jordan Montgomery. I've been saying it all season. I know the the results haven't exactly been fantastic, but I really like the skill set. I like what he's doing. Are you going to move Jordan Montgomery ahead of Roark? You know, they've got the same walk rate. Jordan Montgomery gets more strikeouts. He's got a better ERA right now. He is a fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium, which is a concern. Um, but I might. What are we doing about Marco Estrada? He's 30th right now for you. He's a completely different pitcher than he's ever been before. He's above a strikeout per inning, which he's never been, and his BABIP is 80 points higher than his career mark. Um. I would expect the latter to turn around, the BABIP to turn around, but you worry about a guy who gets by without great stuff who all of a sudden is getting rocked. Um, I'm not dropping Marco Estrada, though. Well, Estrada has, like I said, a
0: 1267 ERA in his last four starts. He had a six-start stretch late last year with a 753 ERA. It was not this bad, but it wasn't good. And then he turned it around. He finished off pretty strong, and he was good in the playoffs. So I'm hopeful that Estrada can turn it around. But like I say, every time he pitches poorly, now you know he doesn't throw hard. He's a changeup specialist, yeah. and when he's not on, he's throwing he's throwing meatballs over the plate, and they get and, crushed. And a
1: lot of his success comes from pitching differently than everyone else. He's you know the high fastball guy. He pitches. You know he doesn't move side to side in the zone. He moves up and down. I guess maybe it's it's a situation where. Maybe batters are just catching up to a different look. All right, I certainly hope that Marco Estrada can get out of this little funk here,
0: and maybe Garrett Cole has gotten out of his funk, Chris. What do you think? Now, only six swinging strikes in each of his last two starts, but both of them have been seven innings, three hits, and one run. Uh, one against Colorado last night at Milwaukee. Garrett Cole has gone seven straight starts with eight or fewer swinging strikes. You do want to see him get more ground balls. I think he has been doing that the last couple games, but 14 innings, two runs over his last two starts— is that enough to make you think Garrett
1: Cole is back? Uh I'm not sure he's back to twenty fifteen levels, but I I still have him in my top twenty five. McCullers or Cole? McCullers. Garrett Cole or I'm gonna just take a look at your
0: rankings so I don't sound like an idiot. Garrett Garrett Cole or Barrios?
1: I still have Cole better, but a couple more good starts from Barrios and I can move him ahead. Dylan Bundy was crap last night. He said he had nothing,
0: and I would have to agree based on the box score. Four and a third, six runs, three walks, two strikeouts. It's two kind of shaky ones in a row. Uh, yeah, two of his three worst starts of the
1: season. Uh-oh. Worried and, about Bundy? Well, last week I brought up as a silver lining, I think it was whoever he pitched against, maybe the Red Sox last week. White Sox. Uh, I, I brought up as a silver lining that at least his fastball velocity was at a season-high 93.3 miles per hour. Last night, it was down to 91 miles an hour with his four-seam fastball. 2.3 miles per hour, lower than it was a week ago. That's definitely a concern.
0: Well, yeah, but we've seen that from Bundy in the past where he's had like one start where it's just been terrible and then he's been able to get yeah. back to a decent
1: velocity. But I was hoping he was trending upwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna pause, no, no, I'm gonna keep this game going here and then I'm gonna do a fun different thing. Johnny Quato. Okay. Johnny Quato and John Lester both had good starts yesterday. I'm just,
1: I think, I feel like you have no concerns about these guys. Yeah, I've barely moved them. I, they're both top seven in my starting pitcher rankings right now, actually. Quato and Lester, okay. Yeah. Chris, I want
0: you to pick a position. Pick any position you want. Shortstop. Shortstop. I'm gonna look at Chris Towers shortstop rankings in Roto. Oh, I'm gonna just pick what I think is the absolute worst ranking of his. Okay. All right, this is Roto.
1: We'll um, pick out your shortcomings next.
0: <laughs> you please do.
1: Um, uh, I think the obvious one is Jonathan yes. Arnett. He needs to move down. Yeah. I've just the problem I run into is like I look at the guys below him and I'm not 100% buying Elvis Andrius. I'm not buying Zach Cozart. Didi Gregorius is just okay. Like, all right, your worst one is Trevor Story at 15. Too low? Too
0: high? Too low, too low. You've got, here's who you have ahead of Trevor Story. Uh, he's 15th, going from 14 to higher. Aledemus Diaz, Aledemus Diaz, Addison Russell, Didi Gregorius, Jose Peraza, now Zach Kozart is on the DL. Trevor Story needs to be 10, ahead of Kozart, Peraza, Didi, Russell, and Diaz. In fact, he needs to be 9 ahead of VR as well.
1: I guess. I don't know. Trevor Story's been so bad this season. I know. There there have only been very fleeting signs of life. His swing has been sort of broken this season. He still has as many infield fly balls as home runs, which is a really bad sign. I think in Trevor Story, we're seeing the downside of the fly ball revolution. We're seeing just someone taking it too far, elevating too much, getting under too many balls, and it's leading to too much weak contact for him. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like guy like. But you're right. I'll move him to ten. I can move Jonathan Vr below him. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hey, this is constructive, Chris. Thank. you. Now, come on, point out an Azer shortcoming. Um, I don't have rankings, so it's gonna have to be personal. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be mean. You don't have rankings. That's a shortcoming. (laughs) You get to sit in your tower. You sit in your ivory tower, mocking us, calling (laughs) us out for our bad rankings, but you don't have any skin in the game. You know.
0: Wow! Oh, if Heath were here, I'm sure he would have been able to come up with something off the cuff. Oh, by the way, yeah, he's he's much he's much meaner, pointing out my shortcomings. All right, we have some emails to get to. Fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. It's fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. We have Team Name Tuesday coming up. Going to look at some breakouts and how they're doing. Talk about uh, let's see, Avi Garcia, Steven Souza, who's been on fire, and more. But look, if you're an employer. You have to listen to what I'm going to tell you. i got to tell you the best way to find talent for your job. Baseball teams need talent. Fantasy baseball teams need talent. You're a manager there. Your business needs top talent, so go to ZipRecruiter.com. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike to try it for free. ZipRecruiter is better than the other job sites. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. ZipRecruiter finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter Get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours, and what ZipRecruiter is going to do is basically get the word out for you. You can't find the best jobs, uh, the best candidates by posting on one site. You need to post on all the top job sites, and you can do that with ZipRecruiter.com/slash/strike. Post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. And then ZipRecruiter brings those people right into you. You can easily sort through it. You can easily find the best candidate. Right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Email of the day number one is from Blake in Santa Barbara. And he says, Dear Leo, Morty, and Frank. That's Seinfeld, right? That is Seinfeld. Yeah. Do you think any of these jags will be more than just jags at some point this year? Let's refresh people's memory on what a jag is. It stands for just a guy, which means, you know, replaceable. Will these jags be more than jags at some point this year? Ian Happ, Whit Merrifield, Pat Neshek, Jed Jerko,
1: Logan Forsythe. Well, I guess if you have to uh you know, fire up the the Jago meter and rank them. You probably put Ian Happ at the top just because of the potential for him to develop into something more. He was really good in AAA this year. He's shown really good power. It's just the plate discipline's been pretty mediocre so far. Um, I'm also not sure. Jed Jerker's a, a player I've had a lot of trouble with in my rankings. I'm not sure quite where to put him. I'm not sure if he's a jack. I've got him twentieth at shortstop, but. Going back to the last season, he's been a pretty good player. Yeah, Jerko especially was Especially given his out. multiple eligibility.
0: Yeah, and, and Jerko at shortstop. I actually am surprised he's like fifteenth at shortstop so far this season. He's been in a pretty big slump, but it's not as bad of a slump as what we used to get from Jed Jerko. So maybe he yeah, can snap he hasn't out been any it. good
1: in June. But I think the big thing is that despite having nine home runs and a an OPS north of eight hundred, he. Only has 26 runs and 28 RBI. I think that's probably the explanation you think. Well, he's playing pretty much every day. That shouldn't prove, but he only had 58 RBI, 59 RBI and 58 runs last year. So he's kind of an all or nothing guy, I guess. What about Whit Merrifield? I'm having a a really tough time buying in and yeah, I I think he's probably just a, just a jag. What about? Logan Forsyth, one of my big disappoint- I, Luckily I didn't have him on any teams, but I thought he was gonna have a good year, he's been terrible, Forsyth. I think he's just kind of the definition of a Jag at, uh, at second base and third base. He's just, even when he's good, he's just kind of okay. Pat Nishek, we'll, we'll see, but- If he gets the closers role, that's it, that he can be, but, you know, he's probably still a Jag at closer. He's
0: the kind of guy that's gonna get traded. That yeah. would be a great candidate to get traded out of that Phillies bullpen and probably into a setup role. Uh, email of the day number two is from Ryan and St. Louis. Buy or sell, Justin Turner is the NL batting champ and buy or sell, I am a combined 17 and three versus Scam and Creeth in the
1: podcast for the People League. Uh, sell the last one. I don't know how that could be possible. That's got to be true. That's, I haven't even our, checked, but that's got to be true. Our teams are too good. I don't see how anybody could... uh If you combine have... our wins and only take <laughs>
0: one of our losses, then yes, our teams are too good. But otherwise, no. Uh, I'm sure that this guy is said that Ryan is 17-3 and three against us. Justin Turner, NL batting champ. Justin Turner's batting 399 right now in 48 games with four home runs. He has homered in two straight games. The, Justin Turner has got to be one of the most confusing players. He's different every year.
1: Yeah, he he's another one of the fly ball revolution guys, uh, an early adopter over the last couple of seasons, and his fly ball rate has actually stayed where it was last year. He's at 39.3%, 37.1% hard contact rate. You add all of that up, and you would expect him to hit for pretty decent power, and he's got a 6.8 home run to fly ball ratio, but he's got a 4.45 BABIP to make up for it. So he's just kind of... He's had a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of good luck. You put it all together. I think Justin Turner is still a very good hitter, and it's just he's been a weird, different, sort of very good hitter than I would have expected this season. Is he going to win the NL batting title? I will sell that. Okay,
0: well, he is hitting 399. So Is he going to hit 20 home runs? Justin Turner has four right now. Yeah,
1: he'll definitely get to 20. Okay. Justin Turner or Jose Ramirez, rest of season? I would probably go Ramirez, but I think it's pretty close.
0: Turner is not actually qualified for the batting title, but among qualifiers, Buster Posey and Ryan Zimmerman are batting three forty seven and three forty six, respectively. So he's got a he's got a nice little lead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh this the time to check on some breakouts, including Jose Ramirez. So the point of this little section segment here, we'll do team name Tuesday after this, is to look at players that we were excited about earlier in the year that were breaking out. See how they're doing now. And, uh, you just, you just tell me your rest of season prognosis, or uh, prediction for, four Travis Shaw, who has three home runs in his last seven games. He is a top six third baseman. He really hasn't slowed down and he actually has seven steals this year, which is nice. Strikeouts are down, ground balls are up. Um, Travis
1: Shaw, he's top 12 third baseman. Yeah. You buying it? Yep. Rest of season. Kay. Yeah. That's where I have him. I have number 12, uh, one spot behind Justin Turner.
0: Eugenio Suarez was a nice breakout for a month. He's actually still a top 12 third baseman, 8th in points, 11th in Roto. Suarez is batting two seventy four with 11 home runs and 3 steals. Since May 1st, Eugenio Suarez is number 18 in points, number 20 in Roto at third base with a two hundred forty five batting average and 6 home runs, 21 walks, 246 strikeouts, which really isn't that bad. It's a lot of strikeouts, but it's a lot of walks too.
1: Um, Eugenio Suarez, your thoughts? I have him 20th. I never really bought the, uh, breakout. I think he's probably too owned at 91%. He's droppable. Castellanos or Suarez? Suarez. Castellanos. Kevin Pilar is now 70% owned. He is, uh,
0: batting 150 in his last 24 games with 3 steals and only 11 runs, but actually bat 150 in 24 games and score 11 runs. It's not that bad. Uh, he had a 32 game stretch, Kevin Pilar, with a 321 batting average, 6 homers and 7 steals. But he has been terrible for three to four
1: weeks. Kevin Pilar. I I never really bought into the breakout, so I'm not particularly disappointed by this stretch. And you think he's droppable, Pilar? Yeah.
0: I picked him up in a league for like a dollar, a five-outfielder league where I need steals. And I'm just hoping he can get me some of those because he had a close to 30-steal season. I think it was 25 two years yeah, ago. Yeah, he had 25 in 2015. And I believe he was a top 30 outfielder around there. Um, but, you know, part of that was probably games played. Uh, Justin Smoke is, now this is one you didn't buy into either, and he's kept it going. Number 10 first baseman in points, number 7 in roto. Smoke's batting 300 with 20 homers. One thing I don't like from Smoke, he has only 7 doubles. That is a crazy low. And maybe that means if, if, if he's not homering, he's not gonna be that good,
1: I don't know. But, uh, you tell me, Justin Smoke, rest of season. Yeah, I mean, the the seven doubles, he probably has a few of those that just snuck over the fence that probably would have been doubles if they hadn't been home runs, so I'm not sure that uh changes his outlook all that much. I just – he's got such a long track record of being so bad that it's really hard for me to buy into it, but it's getting harder and harder to ignore it. I just – how high can you realistically move him at first base? Like I've got – Okay, Brandon Belt's number seventeen for me. I can move him down, but I still like Brandon Belt's skill set. I've got Jay Bruce eighteen. He's enjoying a nice bounce back slash breakout season. Travis Shaw's nineteen. Desmond, Ryan Healy, Chris Davis, Justin Smoke. But but but
0: forget about you know where to rank him among first basemen. All of these guys, except maybe Belt, need to be owned and probably started. These are utility players for a lot of people. You know, is Justin Smoke that rest of season
1: in your opinion? I think he's a useful utility. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily buying the breakout 100%, but I think a utility who can be an 800 OPS bad is still useful. Yeah, you look at a guy like Jose Ramirez, who is, was
0: on, you know, the, he started the year with a, with a thousand OPS and six home runs in his first 22 games. He looked like a real breakout. And then he went really cold. 24 games, he batted 195 with one home run. A 581 OPS, and that's what's happening to Kevin Pillar right now, by the way. So just keep that in mind. Um, and now the last 21 games for Jose Ramirez, batting four twenty-four <laughs> with 15 doubles, four homers, five steals, four walks, nine strikeouts. So, you know, look, this is just what's really tough about it. Uh, it's just, how do you know when when a guy's just slumping? How do you know when a guy's just not as good as, as what he did in a previous stretch. Like, what's the difference between Kevin Pilar now and Jose Ramirez three
1: weeks ago? Uh, Jose Ramirez did it last year. So that's part of it. I mean, not this good, but he had the breakout last season. Um, and I just think you, you ride the ebbs and flows and you, you should still default towards the long-term, uh, you know, track record. And I guess that's a little yeah, different for guys like Yonder Alonso. Um, but you do have to take into account what they've done in the past, and I think the next guy we're going to talk about is a good example of this. Avi Garcia. Yeah, I just, I still can't buy it. I just, there's no, there's no real sign in his, uh, in his underlying skill set that it's changed all that much. His hard hit rate is identical to what it was last year. His line drive rate, pretty much where it was. The big difference is his uh, BABIP's 100 points higher, and if it wasn't, he'd be a jack.
0: Avi Garcia. Okay, so that's one you're just not not buying. He's a number 21 outfielder in points, number 15 in Roto.
1: Yeah, maybe I I don't think I've moved him in my top 50. Maybe I can do that, but I just I really think he's going to be someone that we're dropping come you know, July.
0: When you look at a player in a slump, how important is the walk to strikeout ratio? Like Jose Ramirez, for example, now I'm looking at a 25 game stretch. I think I said 24 earlier. Uh 239 batting average with with one home run. But six walks, 11 strikeouts. Right now, Kevin Pillar has four walks to 20 strikeouts in his 24 game slump. Like, do you look at the walk to strikeout ratio and say, okay, this guy is more likely to come
1: out of it. This is just a bad batting average stretch. Sure. Like that, Eric Thames is a really good example of that. When he was ice cold for about a month, still walking a bunch, strikeout rate wasn't outrageous. I think that is a good teller of, you know, he's still, he's not lost. Right. Right. Okay, last guy. Steven
0: Souza has now homered in two straight and three of his last five. Over the last 28 days, Souza, who is 66% owned, is the number eight outfielder in points leagues and Roto leagues. Now, he had recently a 22-game stretch with a 147 batting average, one home run, 16 walks in 22 games, which is great, 32 Ks. So Souza has been, like, great at the start of the year, then terrible for 22 games, and now a top-8 outfielder over the last month. What do you think, Souza?
1: I think we're seeing a bit of a breakout from him, mostly because he's cut the strikeout rate down to 30 from 34% last year to 28%. He was, like, absurdly high, especially for a right-handed batter. You just don't see right-handed batters with strikeout rates above 30%, unless they're like Mark Reynolds 10 years ago. Um but the fact that he's improved that, the plate discipline's been really good overall. Uh, you know, two to one strikeout to walk ratio for a guy who strikes out that much is great. Yeah, I think the, the skill set is there to, to sustain an improvement. It's just, you know, he's under owned in the 66% range. I'm not sure he's a, he needs to be 100% owned though. Would you go Souza or Mazzara? I'll go Souza. Souza
0: or Shebler who also homered yesterday? I'll go Schebler. Sousa or Hunter Renfro? Sousa. Souza or Team Name Tuesday? Team Name Tuesday. It is Team Name Tuesday. This is from Daniel. 150 Ks of Gray. Yeah, that's good. Now he wants to know, do you think John Gray will have over or under 150 strikeouts
1: rest of season? That's a ton. I uh, would definitely take the under yeah, on that's that a one ton. that would put him, that would be about a 260 <laughs> strikeout pace for a full season. I don't think John Gray is going to get that, but he's going to be m- well over a strikeout parenting guy and a must start guy, uh, away from course. Top 30 rest of season, Daniel wants to know. John Gray. I'm, uh, the 25 to 35 range is so full of guys who could go either way that he might sneak in there, but I'm not going to rank him in my top 30 now.
0: All right, it's John Gray. Let's go to our next team name Tuesday. It is from Jason in Atlanta. The last of the Mejia new
1: kids. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. Like, yeah, I, no, I got it. Yeah. Uh, who is he specifically referring to? Yeah, actually,
0: uh that's a good question. Adalberto um, Mejia. I'm thinking of like Henry Mejia, Ad, the Ad, next I think guy. guy from like Adalber- five years ago. Adalberto Mejia of the Twins. Ah, there you basically. go. Uh, New Kids on Tie Block. That's good. That is very good. And you Always Lying. I don't get that one. I guess it's Why You Always Lying? Is that a thing? I don't know. We haven't talked music at all, Chris.
1: No, we haven't. What's what, probably good? What crappy music, uh, did you listen to yesterday? Uh, the New Lord album is just fantastic. Really? It is full of bangers. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really good. And the new Jason Isbell album is also really good. How often does she say the word care? Cuz she always says care. She's got a weird voice. Yeah, she's got some some weird uh some weird ticks, I would say. But there that album's got some some absolute bangers for sure. All right, that's kind of a lord drinking game. I don't know if it exists on this bangers <laughs> album, but the word
0: care, she just seems to love it. I'll keep an eye out for it. Also Jason who suggested new kids on tie block which is his best wants us to talk about Evan Longoria. He's been off to a tough start. I thought he would regress off last year to blah 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 blah. blah. Um what do you think about Evan Longoria?
1: You know there there were some cur- concerns that he wouldn't be able to keep up last year's power breakout and that's what we're seeing and you know the rest of the skill set seems mostly similar and without the 36 home runs he's kind of just a guy. Um he's his Fly ball rate has regressed down to 34% from 47% last year and that kinda tells the whole story there. He's not, uh, he's not gonna be a very good power guy and if he's not a very good power guy like we saw in 2015, he's pretty replaceable at third base. I don't think he's in my top 20. Would you like to have your mind blown? Yes. Over
0: the la well, I don't know who I was looking this up for. But what you can do, it's kind of a cool feature in our stats page in our leagues. You go to, like, uh-huh. players and stats. You can do a custom report and select your date range. So I, for whatever reason, was looking at all third basemen – probably for H- Jose Ramirez. All third basemen since May 1st. And – uh no, it was for Jed Jerk. Ah, who cares. Evan Longoria is 10th in points leagues. I don't know where he yeah. is in Roto. Huh. But 16 walks, 27 strikeouts is pretty good. I mean, the numbers aren't really that good. 272 with six home runs, that's not a
1: lot. So I yeah, don't really a month care and about a half, this. That's pretty, that's pretty mediocre. I feel like there might just be a bunch of guys slumping. 12 doubles is good. So he's been better in points than Roto. Yeah.
0: He's been better than Chris Bryant, who's batting 239 in that stretch. I'll, I'll still take Chris Bryant.
1: <laughs> you know, Just by a hair. But, uh, yeah, I'll take Chris Bryant.
0: All right, this is, uh let's see, who who wrote this? I don't know. Somebody from San Dimas, California. Hey, Jimmy, Mike, and Tuco. That's a great show yeah, that I Chris do. doesn't watch because he's busy listening to Lord albums. That's uh, Better Call Saul. Seinfeld team names for you. I was in the pools. Yeah. That's excellent. Not that there's many themes wrong with that. That's good. Can't stand in ya. That's good. So no soup for you. Very good. Odor the schmoopy. All right. Yeah, this is really good. Uh The question <laughs> is, how is Didi not ranked higher than Eduardo Nunez at shortstop?
1: Uh, I guess in Roto, you're looking for the stolen bases from Eduardo Nunez, Didi Gregorius. He's a, he's a power hitter in a, in an era where everybody hits for power. I'm not sure I buy this, the, the batting average increase this year. And this is from, oh, also he
0: says, love the podcast, raisins, crush Craisins, and Chris loves Matt Moore. Terrific. From Jaime, wit men can't slump. That's good. That's great. And there's something about Merrifield. Very good. Whit I'm glad Merrifield we got two wit Merrifield team right? names
1: in here on a day he's not in the office.
0: Yeah, this is great. Double dongs yesterday, other than Cody Bellinger, was Jose Reyes and Mike Zanino. We talked about them, but Reyes is homer three times in his last
1: four games. Do you care? Do not go gently into that quiet night, Jose Reyes. Rage, (laughs) rage against the dying of the light. Two-man rotation. Clayton
0: Kershaw was bad. Corey Kluber was great. Complete game shutout, three hits, no walks, 11
1: strikeouts. Woo! His slider has been, like, Bugs Bunny style. Uh since coming off the DL. He looks great. Since coming off the DL
0: in four starts, Kluber's three and oh, one sixty one ERA, four walks, thirty-nine strikeouts in twenty-eight innings. fringy starting pitchers, Brad Peacock is eighty-three percent owned. Almost got you a quality start. He's getting closer and closer to getting you six <laughs> innings. But it's encouraging. I mean four and two thirds or five and two thirds, four hits, one run, two walks, eight strikeouts at Oakland. Uh, Jason Hamill was very good again. He's got five quality starts in his last six, and seven earned runs and 27 in twenty-seven and a third with one walk, nineteen strikeouts in his last four against some good opponents. So, Peacock Hamill Wheeler rank those three. Wheeler two
1: dreadful starts in a row. Peacock Hamill Wheeler. Um, I would go Peacock Wheeler Hamill, but I do want to see if maybe wheelers just like running out of gas a little after not pitching at all last season maybe they need to pull back on him just a bit maybe skip a start how do you feel about Hamill right now at 42 percent owned I'm not particularly excited I was maybe a little too dismissive yesterday when we were going over uh the potential for him but I just I think he's okay but he's uh He's still a fly ball pitcher who doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, so it's hard to get too excited about him. He's going well right now. The Royals are helping him out, but the the ex-fit for the season is still 5.30.
0: One thing that also that maybe I, I screwed up on yesterday, talking about Hamill's two matchups, Boston and Toronto. Maybe we're giving too much credit to Boston, especially when they don't have Pedroia in the lineup. Like their top of the order is still really good, but Betts is having a down year right now. Bogart's hit two homers on Sunday, so but you know, he's he's been he's been very good. Let's okay, he's been great. Um but I think the big thing with the Red Sox is they don't have a lot of pop. No, they don't. They they're
1: not a good home run team, and the bottom of their order stinks. So Yeah, I think they're in the bottom like six or seven in team ISO. They are also in the bottom two in strikeout rate though, and that's that's what makes it hard for me to target them, even if they don't have a ton of guys who can punish you. This is still a pretty good offense, and it's a pretty good offense that just doesn't strike out very much. That's true. It's still shocking that the Astros have the lowest strikeout rate as a team in baseball. They do? Yeah. Wow. It's Crazy. stunning. Yeah, they're terrific. Uh, how about any of these guys? Are you interested? Scott
0: Feldman, R.A. Dickey. Sam Gavilio, who probably will be out of the rotation by the weekend, possibly, possibly. And Daniel Gossett. Scott Feldman, R.A. Dickey, Sam Gavilio, Daniel Gossett.
1: No, uh, Dickey, the random number generator, came up good last night, but I, I think Scott Feldman's the most owned of this group, and he probably should be. And even that, he might be over owned at thirty two percent. Dickey's ten percent owned. If you're in a deep league, he has been saying that like, he's close. He's close.
0: He knew it. His his knuckleball was getting better, and his last two starts have been awesome. Oh no, actually, two of his last three starts have been awesome. One of them was uh was five innings, eight runs at Washington. So and I that forget was the it. The one I'm, good team he faced yeah, in that group. I'm not. uh I'm not even going to. Try to recommend R.A. Dickey to anybody. That would be mean. Yeah. <laughs> mean thing to do. Uh, let's look at today's matchups, Chris, and we'll try to read some emails to finish the show. Come, Like, dude, come on. If the Yankees don't win tonight, give me a break. It's six in a row? Six in a row. Parker Bridwell going up against Michael Pineda, who's been great at home. Angels <laughs> on the road in the East Coast. Like, if they don't win tonight, I won't be on the show tomorrow. I'm done.
1: If they don't win tonight, you're going to start panicking.
0: I mean, I already accepted the fact they're not gonna win the division. That's fine. But, six in a row to the Angels and the A's, they gotta to win tonight. And we're not starting Bridwell, we are starting Pineda. Yeah. Mike Leake and Hellickson in Philadelphia. I'm okay with starting Mike Leake, I will not start Jeremy Hellickson. Are you starting either Josh Tomlin or Chris Tillman? No way. Amir Garrett or Alex Cobb? I... I will start Alex Cobb at home against the Reds. Okay, the guy who I keep saying is a so high candidate and then keeps making me look like an idiot, Gio Gonzalez and Edinson Borquez. Uh,
1: I think you can start Gio Gonzalez, but I think there's a real chance he blows up in this game. The Marlins are good against lefties. Not only good against lefties, they're crushing it lately. Like They're yeah. just on fire. Matt Moore and Julio Tehran in Atlanta. I will start Julio Teran, and I will not start Matt Moore. Chad Cool and Zach Davies. I would prefer not to start either one of them. Yolishasine
0: and Mike Montgomery.
1: I will start Mike Montgomery yeah. against the Pirates.
0: Sneaky, sneaky start tonight. Francisco Liriano at Nick Martinez.
1: Uh, Francisco Liriano is almost as much of a random number number generator as R.A. Dickey, but I'll start him against Texas. No, I can't. Uh, I'm gonna disagree. Right, the I the Rangers. I am starting him in multiple leagues. So
0: well, he's a two star pitcher, but if yeah. you were in a daily league. I don't think I'd start him at the Rangers. Rangers are are back, you know. Their lineup's full. They're hitting well. Yeah. We'll see. This is a test for him for sure. Derek Holland at Irvin Santana.
1: I think this is a rare situation where I'm not totally opposed to starting Derek Holland, and Irvin Santana's obviously a must start at this point.
0: Chris Sale at Matt Strom.
1: Matt Strom... His first start wasn't bad. He's an interesting player, but I'm not ready to start him against Boston. All right, I think we'll start Chris Sale. Doesn't it feel like the Red Sox haven't really had that good of a year? They're
0: 39 and 31. They're insane.
1: When they finally get going, like they're insane. Yeah, they're I mean, they've gotten basically nothing from two of their three best starting pitchers. Yeah, and they're 39 and 31. Zach Greinke at Herman Marquez. Zach Greinke in Colorado. I still think you have to start him. Uh, I don't think you have to start him. You don't. Do you have someone better? Possibly.
0: I mean, I would start. Okay, all right. Here we go. Gutsy call of the day. I'm starting Mike Montgomery against the Padres. Over. All Zach right. Someone year, track
1: Colorado.
0: it. Oh, I'll track it. All right.
1: <laughs> You're not on the show tomorrow. Right. Who know? Who the hell knows is even going to be in the office tomorrow? It's been it's been an inconsistent couple of weeks for you, Adam.
0: Yeah. Um. Francis We're not here for you. Francis Martez
1: and Sunny Gray. <laughs> I'll start both of them. Uh Gazellman and McCarthy. I will not start Gazelman. I will start Brandon McCarthy.
0: Google Chrome is not responding to my request to scroll down, so I can't see who
1: the Tigers and Mariners are starting today. Jordan Zimmerman versus
0: Ariel Miranda.
1: Ooh, come
0: on, Zimmerman. I am starting him because I do think it's a two-start week for him. So yes. come on, Zimmy.
1: I don't feel nearly as good about that as you do.
0: I feel good about him accumulating enough fantasy points in a daily sta- In a head-to-head yeah,
1: points league, sure.
0: I'm not starting him. No. Was it? Either of them. I'm not starting. Okay. Let's see. Uh, do we have – dude, my computer is a just train wreck right
1: now. <laughs> so I am sorry. I am trying to go through – Do you have too many tabs open? Close some tabs. I don't have that many tabs open. I have I... – Every time I see Heath's computer, I get, like, a panic attack because that dude keeps, like, 47 tabs open. And it's just, like, it makes me clammy and nervous. I hate it. Well, I just lost my browser, so I don't think we're going to be
0: able to read emails Uh, today. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the Adam and Chris Show. Towers Hour. The the Azure Hour (laughs) featuring Chris Towers. (laughs) Oh, Stop. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, grade some trades, talk about Tuesday's action, and rock and roll. See ya.